0: This is the Unintelligent Chat Show, a place for chuckles and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week and invariably fall short. Over to you, gentlemen. I always forget how we start the show. Lloyd, you do it. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. That'll do it. Uh, Hi, Lloyd. Welcome to episode three of season three of the Intelligent Chat Show podcast. We have some special guests, Lloyd. Yes, we do. Great. Hi. Yes. I will introduce
1: ourselves, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please. We we uh, Uh,
2: yeah yeah. (laughs) You guys, you know we don't.
0: We have the wonderful hosts of the Will Be Right podcast, Hannah and Sarah with us. Tell us all about yourselves and your podcast.
1: Hi guys, <laughs> we're happy to be here. Thanks for having us
0: Always. on this very early pleasure.
1: Saturday morning. Mm. Thanks for having us tag along.
0: No worries. Uh, what is Will Be Right? Because we've listened to it and we were talking about this before we started recording. It's probably the most wholesome thing I've ever listened to in my <laughs> entire life.
1: Yeah, that's so nice.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Wow, do they even want to come on our podcast? We are, yeah. we are not like this." <laughs>
1: well, we talked about this before we started recording about how we are allowed to say swear words on this podcast, and we're not. Uh, who's going
2: to drop the first one? Oh, it's <laughs> oh, <diserace laughs> a
1: little bit of anticipation. I'm, I'm excited about it. We'll we'll let it. It's a slow It'll... burn. So yeah, so the Will Be Right podcast. But if you can't tell by our accents, Sarah and I are both originally from the states, mm-hmm. and we both live here deeply american which you can't tell from our accents but we do live here in perth so (laughs) we do live here in perth yeah we have to tell you that yeah so on our podcast which drops every Every monday Monday. uh Uh we chat with you all about our lives and about living in a place that's quite different yeah living abroad and our experiences cross-culturally and Uh we talk a lot about how like us and our partners have mm. had cross cultural experiences as well. So, should we just chat? We're, we're just gonna, gonna hang out. We're just yeah. chatty, chatty girls
2: <laughs> living abroad. You guys, you guys met in Australia, right?
1: Yeah, we yeah. did. I've been about a year ago. Yeah, actually, we met. Oh. On Rob's wedding day, but not at Rob's wedding. Yeah, it was the other wedding, the one that... You know how I was going between two weddings on your wedding day? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it was the most important thing you were thinking about, but...
0: It um, was. I, I was yeah. I was waiting for Em to come down, and I was like, I wonder if Marcy and, <laughs> and Marcus are having a good time with Sarah, who I hadn't met at that time either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was... No, I was actually at your ceremony. Yes. Uh, you can tell because the photos, I am absolutely bawling. We oh. have we
0: have strong footage of just Hannah crying.
1: It's- <laughs> doesn't honestly.
0: i keep it I, yeah. I don't have any rob if you could send that i'll, to s- me, s- I'll, s- I'll send you some hannah crying footage it's good stuff
2: oh. i'm uh, impressed that you guys started a podcast within a year of meeting each other because it took rob and i like only <laughs> two years
1: yeah i mean were podcasts a thing when you first within a year of meeting each other
2: no, we should have done the first one. Uh, Year uh, three, we uh, should really have dropped one.
1: The boat. Yeah, that's a bummer. I have been wanting to start a podcast for a while, and mm-hmm. then I just was waiting for the right person oh, to come out. Wow.
0: Oh, oh, see, got you. All right, someone's so got I to swear, swear soon. We're getting too old, <laughs> soon. <awesome. laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and I, I just really like to talk, so yeah. I was on board. Yeah, so that's how we we, f- we started, and. So far, so good, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's last. Yeah, You good. guys have actually been super helpful. Very helpful. Because um, you started your podcast before us. And I, I was, was like, uh, hey, Rob. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what do you you How do you, d- what? Mm-hmm. How
0: does one podcast? Mm. Yeah. Well, look, we're glad you're into it and we're glad you're on the show. So, everyone that is listening that hasn't listened to We'll Be Right yet, go and check them out on, I assume, all platforms. Is yeah. there anyone yeah. that doesn't do that? We're only on Spotify. Don't yeah. go anywhere else. <laughs> on all podcast platforms, We'll Be Right for yeah. your daily, weekly dose of just feeling Wholesome? nice and yeah. wholesomeness. Of
1: American wholesomeness. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that part I'm not so keen on, but that's fine. Same. <laughs> I was
1: telling, I was telling Hannah. I was like, I know that I should be more proud of my Americanness, but I'm really trying to like shed
0: <laughs> just less America. Uh, all right, we're going to move swiftly onwards. Yep. Today it is early morning, so I'm just drinking. Maybe you don't even have to ask Lloyd. I'm just drinking a cup of tea today. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different. I don't drink a lot of tea. It's Ooh, usually coffee. No, I love a cup of that. tea.
2: English breakfast, mm. earl grey, green tea,
0: feeling. Uh, it is uh, loose leaf black tea from the bulk food store.
2: Yum. <laughs> nice. It, yep. it
0: tastes like tea. It's great. Uh, what, what have you got going on, Lloyd? It's not a Guinness,
2: unfortunately. I used my last Guinness on our last episode. I'm drinking a white claw. That is
0: Americana. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, are they big in Australia? No. no. We just
0: have tiny white claws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Got (laughs) him. Oh, thanks.
2: This one is watermelon flavored. I have a a tangerine backup. I am really
1: confused the pendulum swing, drink wise. I'm reeling a a little bit. Yeah.
2: All right. I'll be honest. It's to do with my complete lack of. Preparation. Um, executive functioning. So <laughs> I had okay. one Guinness in the fridge, and I didn't think to get more. And I have White Claw leftover. So that's what I'm stuck you
0: with. You don't have to make it up an
2: excuse for having White Claw though. No, no
1: it. It's just a big difference.
2: Also, hold We're on. a White Claw family. Yeah. we, What's the other one? <laughs> truly? Fuck.
0: We're oh. an anti Truly. I don't know if Rob's on board, but <laughs> no. Fuck oh, truly's truly's we're a disgusting. Truly's disgusting. Not good. I don't drink that stuff. Listen, so I know I'm not going to weigh in on this. to get this.
1: sponsored, but don't get sponsored by Truly because after this episode, it's not happening.
0: Is it truly disgusting? Ass. Okay, good.
1: There we go. Yeah. The first <laughs> first, first words, swear word. Honestly, I feel like I could have used worse words for truly.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much a, just about the most wholesome swear word that you could have come up oh with.
2: Oh my god!
0: It just tastes a little bit like ass. <laughs>
2: it does. It's not good.
0: White, uh, yeah. What do you What do you guys go? Yeah. All right. Shut up, Lloyd. We're done with white claw.
1: Um, I <laughs> double fisting it this morning. Perfect. With, um, a water. <laughs> <laughs> and an oat milk latte
0: wow yeah cool
1: so you, I am you said a- you were
0: trying to get away from being american but that's <laughs> a very american answer it's a pumpkin spice oat milk latte <gasps> i
1: actually almost put we've got pumpkin puree on the table <laughs> <laughs> i very easily could make a pumpkin spice Ew, latte. you know there's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice lattes
0: <laughs> what? okay
1: i almost made you a pup- I made you almost made you a pumpkin spice latte this morning is
0: that why outside. the pumpkin puree is out
1: No, it's because it was $3.99 at Spongebob. I got really excited. I called everybody I knew. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Normally, it's like $6. Are
2: you about to blow the lid on pumpkin spice lattes? There's no pumpkin in them?
1: There's no pumpkin in them. There's no pumpkin. I actually... Wow, Lloyd, let me tell you what, though. One time, I did have a pumpkin spice latte with pumpkin in it. Our local coffee shop was doing... They do these kind of... In the States, they did these like fancy drinks Mm -hmm. every season. And they had a St. Paul pumpkin spice latte, and (laughs) SPPPL. And it's a classic SPPSL it would have been. Yeah. It was disgusting. There was an actual pumpkin in it. And so it tasted like pumpkin Pumpkin.
0: Pumpkin. soup. (laughs) Latte. It
1: was like, a you know, canned puree of pumpkin in there with pumpkin spice, which is just baking spice.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's delicious. Everyone likes baking spice. The hate, I'm not here for it. <laughs> uh, we are here to. for
0: it. Um, <laughs> it's a podcast. Don't
1: ick our yums. Don't put pumpkin in your coffee. It tastes like soup. Yeah, it's not good.
0: Gross. So you're not drinking a pumpkin spice latte, Hannah. Not we got this
1: no. Jared offered to make us. Oh, Espresso martinis nice. to go with the vibe. Oh, so he was nice. actually going to drive one over to you, Rob.
0: Ah, that would have been terrible. I probably would have threw a, th- thrown up. <laughs> thrown oh, up. By the way, for for regular listeners, Jared, friend of the podcast, oh, yeah, emailed sorry. in. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He emailed it. We we read his letter in episode one when we had to rename one of our segments because he got mad about it. Which is what it's all about. <laughs> we take feedback. <laughs> Imp- it, it's important. Sounds
2: like my husband. J- Jared, not only is he a friend of the podcast, apparently executive producer. Of the podcast,
0: but... <laughs> Behind the scenes, man. All right, we're going to move swiftly onwards, yeah, yeah. otherwise Lloyd's never going to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> he looks tired already. He's like, I had half a white claw. I need to go to sleep now. <laughs> um, so, that's, that's what we're doing. We've got we Will Be Right on the show. We are a long distance apart, Lloyd, but it is a short way when you, when you think about it. In terms of large things. So, today, between us, Lloyd, there are almost exactly, almost exactly four United States of America.
2: Oh.
0: And, like, genuinely, it's 4.01. It's, it's quite strange Whoa. how well the US, at its longest width, by the way, because obviously it's not mm. a square, fits almost perfectly four times between me and you, Lloyd. That's because we're in a simulation. Oh. oh
1: my gosh, I believe that too. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, and now she has forced us to do this. Hannah, you have something to say about distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so Rob and I live close to each other, mm-hmm. and he still did not want to come over and record at the same spot. As I, I was
0: preempting the fact mm. I knew I was going to be hungover. Oh. <laughs> I like planned. Weeks ago, Rob knew. <laughs> yeah, I have this, it's like the <laughs> 2012 is the end of the world. I knew June (laughs) eleventh, I was going to be feeling rough.
1: Um, Well, because there is a distance, Mm. it's it's not even close to even half of an America.
0: Not even close. Uh,
1: Sarah and I and Rob, Mm. but there are four hundred refrigerator lengths (laughs) between us and Rob.
0: Perfect. And I had a a good time.
1: I didn't I didn't realize we actually do live like really close to each other it's 400 meters and
0: <laughs> your refrigerator is one meter high
1: um wide
0: oh so we stacked them at, like oh yeah that makes sense. I've uh, immediately assumed you'd got 400 refrigerators and laid them out lengthways because that makes is that them- how
1: you generally do your
0: have you not seen our fridge yeah we tipped it over since you were here last so it's much easier to access it's just um, on the countertop <laughs> <laughs> oh game changer it's like no they have those already chest freezers right Damn it. Oh. Yeah. Today, there are four Americas between us because today, in honor of our very American guests, no matter how hard Sarah's trying to not be American, Thank you. <laughs> we are talking all things Americana. And I said that word to Lloyd, and then I was like, not quite sure what Americana means. And, oh. <laughs> and so we're going to learn about it. So, Lloyd, what did we learn this week, vaguely on the topic of Americana, which could mean any number of things? In my mind, Americana is just like kind of... Olden days, America. It's like the American dream, right?
1: I have a like song. Pre- I have a song for you guys to listen to after this.
0: I was really hoping you were going to sing for yeah, us. You <laughs> <going to> sing. <laughs> a song. Sorry, not, not, before, we, sing. before we go on with the podcast, I would just like to do a little number. <laughs> it's
1: called Stansel. "Americana Dream" by Ink Kid.
0: Ink you guys Kids. should listen to it. Send yeah. it. Send the link. We'll put it on the I'll socials.
1: Send, yeah, I'll send it to you
0: guys. What did we learn, Lloyd?
2: We, we learned that in favor of prohibition. Prohibition supporters had some pretty wacky claims about what alcohol does to your body.
0: You could call them gnarly claims, like... Gnarly. Gnarly. This is an Australian (laughs) podcast, after all.
1: (laughs) You're really leaning into it now.
0: Someone's got to. Anyway, (laughs) what did we learn about Prohibition supporters, like? We'll get there one day. I have
2: a few of their claims. Claims. Um, I assume you found... Rob and I did not coordinate our research, so this might... It's this is going to go horribly as, as usual. Fall together. So I'll just start listing them. Please. They thought that alcohol would turn your
0: blood into water, which would all round oh. be bad. Does the opposite of that. It takes all the water away and makes you feel bad.
1: Oh no! What a sad um, episode for Rob to be hungover.
0: <laughs> But No, Prohibition so- is great. I, su- I support it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now. So, alcohol being turned into water was popularized by the Department of Scientific Temperance, <gasps> ha. which was a branch of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. are still around
0: today. Yeah, uh, but- <laughs> I think i read that they still had they're like still a political party in the states yeah and they had candidates in the most recent election and in the whole of the usa they had less than 500 votes <laughs> like less than 500 so it's like anyone that's in the party all voted for the party and then that was the end yeah yeah hard i sell. mean their
2: website is very like old school html it's spelling errors
0: <laughs> it's got a bunch
2: of trump quotes on it it's oh, they no. oh, they had a really creepy section of a coloring in contests kids, <laughs> kindergarten kids are coloring in like bears and sailboats, but uh-huh. overlaid over the bears and sailboats are like big like bubble writing that says, "I'm a good kid cuz I don't do drugs." So like, "Good day, <gasps> no drugs." It's <laughs> yeah, good really no kindergarten.
1: It's really creepy. I certainly creepy. hope not.
2: Yeah. You shouldn't be doing drugs anyway. But your parents shouldn't be making you color in.
0: What else did the women's Christian? What are they? The Temperance Union or whatever.
2: Yeah. What else women's did they the Christian claim? Temperance
0: Lord? Union. The WCTU. Yeah.
2: I can only directly attribute alcohol turning blood into water to them. Okay. It's just like a vague temperance movement. So wine was really popular in the US at this time, particularly Portuguese wine, Madeiran wine.
0: Wine is yeah. wine is still popular everywhere.
2: It's very popular. Not so much Portuguese wine. I'll just speak now. They claimed, they being one particular guy, I just called him a dry preacher. It <laughs> might be a commentary on his preaching ability. But <laughs> he, was, uh... <laughs> he claimed that Americans made their wine with cockroaches
0: to mimic the, like, Madeiran aftertaste. Mm, delicious. Like, mashed them in there. Yeah, that would put me off.
1: They're sustainable, though.
0: My favorite one was that if you go out drinking, your brain is going to catch fire. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I
0: thoroughly enjoyed that one. I was like, ha- how does, how do you even do that? This is allegedly during some surgery, the doctors tested the brain of a heavy drinker for alcohol content. It doesn't sound like a thing that doctors need to do, but they tested it by lighting a match near this person's brain and his whole head caught fire because he drank <laughs> so much booze.
1: Listen, were they like, oh shit, in the middle of surgery, I was lighting a cigarette and I caught this guy's head on fire. Let's blame it on the heavy drinking. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Like it couldn't have been the hair. Or anything else. It's like the- There was
2: a temperance flyer on the
0: table. He was- <laughs> <laughs> that's our out. We did it. <laughs> and then the other one was that your liver could grow to 25 pounds, which in real measurement is like, that's like 11 kilos. That's it's- too much liver. Ouch. It's usually about a, a,
2: like a kilo and a half. Yeah. It's really big. It's really big to be a liver in you. <laughs> to like be, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that do. big, and I don't know who claimed it. If they, if anyone ever saw a twenty-five-pound liver, like oh, they should have been on, on Ripley's. Believe it or not,
0: I don't know if Ripley's was around then. I don't. No, it was prohibited.
1: That's like double the size of a newborn baby. Triple the size of a new. Imagine pulling a liver out, triple the size <laughs> of a
0: baby. Wow, this guy's been out. drinking. We're pulling <laughs> out pregnant. In no. surgery, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got.
1: In surgery, people's heads are going to lit on fire. But I do not want this as a uh, concern.
0: So you were imagining pulling a liver out during birth. Oh, we've we grabbed the wrong bit. <laughs> oh, no. Put that back. <laughs> oh, getting weird. I learned nothing else about the women's temperance movement. I just, I, I then just went on and, and looked up things about prohibition. So well, me too.
1: <laughs> so the women's temperance movement, my favorite thing about them is that they pretty much had this thing that was like, listen, if you're drinking, we are not having sex. And that was a huge because the women were on board because the men were kind of he fucking sucks. around because they were drinking. And yeah. then they were like, never mind. Honestly, <laughs> if you're gonna drink, you can just be celibate. And it helped the prohibition come into play.
2: It but- was the lips that touch liquor. Yeah shan't touch, touch us
1: mine. or something like yeah.
0: that.
1: Yeah. You get priorities at that point, I guess. You're really figuring out where <laughs> <Yeah>. people, <laughs> people want to be.
0: <laughs> Drink cockroaches, have sex. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a point. Portuguese cockroaches, though. So. No, no, they're American cockroaches trying to be Portuguese-led. Mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
0: <laughs> you haven't, oh, you haven't met many Portuguese cockroaches? Not in my time, no. <laughs> they, I don't know. So, did you guys learn anything exciting about the prohibition?
1: Going off of what you were just talking about, about women temperance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we joined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm actually in the 500 people that voted. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. But because of all of that, that actually led to more women's suffrage because people believed that if they gave women the right to vote, that they would be voting for that party and that was mind-boggling to me that they were like women believe this women cannot vote (laughs) i mean makes sense but also like doesn't make sense do you know what Uh, a bummer what a bummer (laughs) we dug ourselves a deeper hole yeah damn it (laughs) well sarah and i when we were learning about the prohibition went kind of state specific
0: oh Well, because it was the Eighteenth Amendment, right? It was a federal thing to the Constitution, Mm. but the states had their own.
1: Well, there was some different timing, but I'll tell you what: this isn't like I don't know, not a point of personal pride, but um, (laughs) so it was the Prohibition Act of nineteen nineteen is what led to the amendment. Yes, where do you think that originated? (laughs)
0: St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined it for everyone.
1: (laughs) Sorry. But um, yeah, he's from Minnesota. It was hugely popular in Minnesota. Like People were really on board. It's the Volstead Act. Um, Right. And people were really, really into it. Prohibition didn't go that well. (laughs) um it didn't reduce crime or like i don't know there was all these arguments that it was going to be better for kids like there's all these things about you Hmm. know teens were going to be less pulled into these it didn't (laughs) they were they were still pulled into it and then it increased heavy drinking
0: yeah yeah But the whole thing was that, I mean, it led to speakeasies, which we will get to because I think they're excellent. And speakeasies are less regulated, so more yeah. young people could have just been getting schwaisty on, on mm-hmm. whatever they had, cockroach yeah. wine. But speaking of states, started in Minnesota after it was repealed in 1933 by the 21st Amendment. States at their own leisure could continue it, and the mm-hmm. last prohibition ended in Mississippi in 1966. Yeah, yeah, which is un- it's ridiculous that so many years of prohibition. <laughs> it is bonkers
2: that people went that long without drinking legally. I can't Listen. go a week, let alone. But like they could four go weeks.
1: legally, <laughs> but illegally, though you could go. That's true.
2: I would, I would illegally drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, and apparently during the prohibition. I say Maryland, but it's like Maryland, right? Maryland. 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 Like, how do you say it? Do you, it's like, hey, that's Mar- oh, that's Maryland over there. That's
1: really rich coming from an Australian.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even. Anyway, <laughs> apparently in that state, <laughs> uh, they they just didn't care. Prohibition came into effect and they were like, mm, okay. <laughs> and, and everyone just went about their business. So I don't yeah. know if there was a massive population boom in Maryland where people were like, all right, we're all moving here. Yeah. Got to get my beers.
1: So- Mississippi was the last state. Yeah, North Carolina was also high on that list. How was um was Yeah, so they were up there with Kansas and Oklahoma, and they didn't retract it until the f- late 40s and then late 50s. So unlucky. So North Carolina was in 48, and then Kansas and Oklahoma were in 59.
0: It's ridiculous. I'm sure, I'm sure it was less enforced than during the, the golden years. The, 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 the,
1: golden, the golden years! <laughs> the
0: golden years of the prohibition. <laughs>
1: Well, so Minnesota was the first, and also immediately decided to repeal. Yeah, like sixty-five percent
2: of people were like, "Fuck it, I'm out."
0: Great move.
2: Yeah, day one they were like, "I kind of want to go to the pub."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am a little thirsty from all this campaigning for prohibition. <laughs> I could really go a solid beer now, but prohibition led to massive rise in, like I said, organized crime, mm-hmm. and it was organized crime basically centered around bootleg alcohol. And speakeasies. And I read that at the height of prohibition, New York City had 32,000 speakeasies, which is so many. And apparently, and I read relatively recently when it was discussed about trying to reduce the number of bars in New York due to market saturation, they checked and they only had 12,000 active licenses. So at the moment, wow. 12,000 bars is too many, but during Prohibition, they had 32,000 speakeasies.
1: Wow. I is-
0: went to a speakeasy
1: when I was in New York a few weeks ago. Nice.
0: Was it, it was real good?
1: Fun. Yes, it was inside an ice cream shop. Did they serve cockroach wine? <laughs> Yes, they did. It mm. was actually the first thing on the list.
0: Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Spickies oh is like a its like a cool theme for bars to have now, mm. isn't it? People are really into mm-hmm. it. So they w-
1: definitely would not have been that cool. It would have been so
2: sketch. That's where yeah. I
0: was going. There was probably like a couple of them that are like a proper, you know, through the wall or through wall paneling, enter a bar, cool bar, cool bar people, lots of people having fun. Most of them would have been like a toilet with a couple of bottles of booze, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so St. Paul which is where i'm from Mm -hmm. during prohibition was known as one of the wettest cities in the u.s
2: hey oh um
1: (laughs) because of the just prolific speakeasy culture and the amount of gangsters who lived there
0: (laughs) wet gangsters that's what i've heard about st
2: paul it's just like nothing but gangsters (laughs)
1: it's a really cool history when you said you were doing the prohibition that this was going to be the topic i was pumped because we had a a corrupt police chief during prohibition and he basically was like listen within saint paul you register with us it was the layover agreement you can be here as long as you don't commit any crimes we won't find you you just have to tell me where you live and (laughs) then we'll just avoid that altogether." and so people were like robbing banks and kidnapping and killing uh-huh. people and going out and, and like doing these horrible gangstery <laughs> things and then coming back to St. Paul and just existing. Um, and it was fine. And because of that, it was one of the wettest cities in the US. The Mob Barker gang and Al Capone, like all these really famous gangsters lived in St. Paul around really? the same time.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because you I, you, I mean, you always associate Al Capone with well, I don't know, I assume New York, right? He's from Chicago. Is Chicago. He? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a that's a pretty gang <laughs> that's a pretty one. gangster city in it my actually, experience. It actually
1: is organized crime is not bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a strong message from Will Be Right. Organized crime is bad, you guys.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, especially in Chicago. <laughs> like it is, yeah. it is well, it's doing well.
0: It's doing well. Oh right. <laughs> Chicago, I guess. <laughs>
2: it's yeah, I it's that, really
0: taken off. <laughs> I was like, is Sarah trying to break into the market? But like, it's not there. <laughs> so I was thinking of starting some organized crime. <laughs> Sorry, on the UCS we only do disorganized crime.
1: Right, nice.
0: <laughs> I read about a guy called George Cassidy, Cassidy, Cassidy? Quesadilla? George Casadia. <laughs> oh, I bunches. like him already. A <laughs> guy called George Cassidy. Cassadilla. He had <laughs> hey now he had open access to Congress. And free passage from the Capitol Police. And according to, like, his... I think he he kept a journal or wrote a book or something stupid. He made up to 25 deliveries of illegal booze per day to Congress.
1: Per day? (laughs)
0: During Prohibition. (laughs) (laughs) He even ended up with... uh, They gave him, like, an office space. Because he had friends... Obviously, had political friends. store his... I don't know, to do his business out of, I guess.
1: Like, like the tops. You know, those, like, top things that they put on, like, six packs of beer. He's just got, like, an office space. (laughs) Yeah, just a bunch of of those.
0: (laughs) But everyone was into it. And then at one point, he was arrested with a small amount. And I don't think he he didn't get sent to prison for that. And then he was like, all right, fine. Stop selling at Congress and just went to the Senate building instead. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, thank God. George is back. And then apparently the vice president at the time, Charles Curtis. (laughs) He got wind of this and was like, I think he was a he was an upstanding temperance man. I don't know. Loser. Yeah, he was, that's the word I was looking for. Okay. So, he set up a sting to have George removed and he was caught with six bottles of gin and sentenced to one year prison. And in his- I assume he probably wrote this diary while he was in prison. He claimed later that he helped 80% of Congress violate their own prohibition laws. Wow. It's so good. It's like- Maybe we should rethink why we're doing this. <laughs> Honestly,
1: none of them were teenagers.
0: Yeah. I, su- I assume at that time, none or very few of them were also Women's Temperance Union members.
1: I would assume none.
0: Yeah, would oh, maybe
1: Women's bagel. Temperance Union members, but I doubt any of them were. <laughs> were women.
0: Yeah. Mm, it, was, it was back in the good old days. Yeah. No. All right. There's a bunch of funny stories
2: and anecdotal evidence that Prohibition fails. You know, there's that journalist who famously yeah. traveled around to cities trying to See how quickly he could get alcohol. Oh, yeah. And in New Orleans, oh. he got it in 30 seconds because he asked the cab driver where he could find liquor, and the cab driver picked up a bottle of whiskey. He was like, oh, I've got some <laughs> right here, here we go.
1: That's really nice, though. Very kind. Welcoming.
2: Oh, yeah. Uber drivers be like, Oh, I've actually got some here. Right here go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a bottle of water and a bottle of liquor. If you just-
2: oh, that would be a good Uber. Um, So, there's this sort of like modern ideal that prohibition just like failed. Everyone was still Mm -hmm. drinking, having a great time. But from the temperance movement point of view, they actually succeeded. They did a lot of good in their (laughs) eyes. I guess it's, I guess it is good. Like liver cirrhosis was way down. Deaths from alcohol was way down. Drinking dropped. Drinking didn't hit the same level as it was pre prohibition until the 1970s. Oh, wow. So, they actually had a huge impact. And really, the only reason it was repealed was the depression and Mm, they needed that sweet (laughs) tax yeah they were like one i i I need a stiff drink and two the government was like well liquor will create jobs and create Mm. tax income so we'll bring it back in right yeah and they thought it was going to be permanent if the depression hadn't have hit who knows how long it would have lasted but they thought like this is it this is america now we're a dry country
0: wow can't even imagine
2: because it became a faux pas to drink they cut out like treating alcoholics at hospitals and they got a lot less oh. help which then had the flip effect of creating alcoholics anonymous which now treats two million people worldwide that came wow. out of prohibition yeah, yeah.
0: Duh, that's crap god i love I mean, prohibition i guess
2: you'd
1: kind of want to be anonymous <laughs> if you <were laughs> otherwise yeah. going
0: to be arrested <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the the off group alcohol's arrested <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's great. I didn't know any of that. That is interesting. Yeah.
1: Were there a lot of that kind of, other than the fear tactics around your 25 pound liver <laughs> and your brain catching on fire and your water, All that good water stuff. blood, um, were, was there? A, was that the primary kind of educational side of things or were they actually talking about like, which now it's true, you can reduce your risk of, of liver cancer <laughs> if you don't drink and heart disease and right, like cutting down drinks is good for your body. Yeah. Ugh. Were they were they It sounds you like you're preaching
0: that? at me a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Rob, if you, you drink less, will, you'll feel better. If you
1: drink less, you won't have a 25-pound liver. I so.
0: know, Hannah. I know.
1: And your brain will keep catching on via Rob. <laughs> um, but, yeah, were they using, like, actual science or were they just pretty much leaning into this, like, terrifying?
2: Surely the terror. Yeah, the terror was, like, big part of their marketing. Just mm. Pretty
0: people sure people science only next. got invented recently, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: They didn't, they, like people didn't have access to the same amount of information, not that we use information yeah. super well now, but like they, <laughs> they use scare tactics and they yeah. put people in in fear and kept them under their thumb and, but there obviously is a lot of evidence that alcohol is bad and it, like you said, the women's temperance movement were a big part of it because they wanted to lower domestic abuse and infidelity mm-hmm. and it was obviously rampant. And didn't the- And unfortunately those actually didn't didn't
0: decrease devastating yeah.
1: was, didn't, the boys, was the boys
0: oh no <laughs> didn't the women's temperance movement start being called something like it, it came out of what used to be called the anti-saloon league which oh, cool like, which started yeah, way which started before that was that whole thing like we're done with the wild west you guys and <laughs> we, we need to be better people and so, they started the anti-saloon movement, which I think either merged with or, or had similar ideals to the women's temperance.
1: Here's the thing. It's interesting. If you interesting. were trying to get me to join something, I would be more likely to join the anti-saloon league. They probably could have kept yeah. that one just for, for cool fun. factor. Um, I would have worn a t-shirt for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. cute. The anti-saloon league. Saloons so cool, though. God were was just talking about good stuff that happened out of Prohibition. Mm-hmm. In the age of strong segregation in the States, where white and black people didn't mix by prejudice, unspoken rule, and in some cases still law, mm-hmm. there were apparently places called black and tan speakeasies. Those were places where people of all races went to get their drink on, and they socialized and danced together. Wow. And it was also further encouraged by the fact that Prohibition was around the time that jazz was becoming popular. Mm. So you'd have loads of like young white people seeking out jazz music at what used to be predominantly black clubs in like Harlem and Chicago's Southside. And and just you know, drinking just taught people to get along, you know? Drinking together illegally. So it may have helped in that way also.
1: That's really interesting. The power
0: yeah. the power of alcohol. <laughs> Thanks to Prohibition, which is anti alcohol, but people only did it because they wanted to drink illegally. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Found a common ground in the Illegal booze and mm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and jazz, you- sweet no, sweet yeah, jazz. Sorry.
2: <laughs> you mentioned the anti saloon league. Mm. Um, when Prohibition was repealed, alcohol companies and liquor companies were really scared that it was going to come back because, like I said, it was. They thought it was going to be mm. permanent. So mm. when it was repealed, they were like, "Oh shit! Once the depression's over, mm. it's coming back. Mm. How do we change the image of alcohol from going to a bar and drinking and getting rowdy and starting fights to something more?" mass appeal they knew that the temperance movement was mostly women so they targeted women by showing that ads as women drinking at home and socially drinking with friends and the commercials became social gatherings and a beer after work at home with your family rather than going Mm. out and interesting it huge shift from i think it was like 60 percent of people after these this marketing shift started drinking in social settings rather than in bars so like at gatherings at friends houses at barbecues and oh. cookouts and they started liquor became this like thing of the celebrities like marlon brando drinks mm. vodka on the rocks or something whatever it was he drank they made it cool rather than like wild well, yeah. west so it was a big shift i think we still see that today mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting like right now andy sandberg and snoop dogg drinking corona on the beach the <laughs> snoop dogg's corona drinking corona commercial.
1: snoop dogg also has like a whole wine brand
2: he's on wine bottles he also
1: sings the menu log song theme song
0: (laughs) he's really sold out (laughs) he
1: is Uh, diversifying himself yeah
0: that's the way that's sold out he's diversified into terrible industries (laughs) great job he used to be a gangster and now he's like (laughs) (laughs) oh lordy anyone got any other things to say about prohibition i have a little
2: tidbit oh to like end my my spiel Spiel. a lot of this the pro stuff i said about prohibition was in a peer reviewed journal in the american journal of medicine which is a very
0: good uh article genuine research right there
1: it's better than what was the first one you referenced
0: that was hours ago. It's true. At this yeah. point, I don't know anything I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't mean anything to drink.
1: Anymore.
2: But I then looked up the author, and he is, like, president of the Historical Temperance Society. <laughs> this, was, this wasn't disclosed in his article on the wow. American Journal of Medicine, which is apparently pretty sketchy. So, yeah. like, take that all with a pinch of salt.
0: Was that from... That was an old article, though, right? Or was it... 2005. Wow. Huh? Really? Mm.
1: All right, peer mm. review. Damn it, Do science. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. You sounded like you had something to add as well, Hannah.
1: Yeah. I listen, I really like Minnesota, and I particularly like this. Um, I have been on the gangster tour of St. Paul like three times.
0: Oh, dope. That sounds awesome. It sounds really cool.
1: It's amazing. The person who gives it, you're in like a tour bus, the person who gives it is dressed up and perfect in character and then does the entire tour in character. And they used to do it with the Tommy gun, but then Uh, the police got involved because there was somebody at the front of a bus like (laughs) waving around. So so I said that prohibition started in Minnesota. Then by the end of it, 65% of people voted to repeal. Mm -hmm. But one of the Midwest's biggest bootleggers, just to prove just how ridiculous, like this time was not overly functional. Uh So across the street, it was literally across the street from where the Volstead Act was first drafted and where volstead lived and worked mm-hmm. was the offices of one of the midwest's biggest bootleggers. nice <laughs> um, and they would have like probably seen each other in the street yeah like on the reg so <laughs> it was a weird time in american history yeah
0: definitely that's excellent Ah oh, god i'd love to go on a gangster tour
1: <laughs> i will go that with you amazing. i honestly next will time next tour. time
0: we're in minnesota hannah let's so make it happen <laughs> Speaking of gangsters, we all know Al Capone, who Mm -hmm. made the absolute best of prohibition to build his organized crime empire. Like he was having a good time, right? He had an older brother who was doing the opposite. He was enforcing the law. So, Ooh, James- How's there a movie about that? Right? Well, let me finish and you'll be like, eh, yeah, that wouldn't make a good movie. <laughs> okay. His name was James Vinicenzo Capone. He changed his name to distance himself from the family. Had a go at joining the circus. Decided it wasn't for him. Became a Western style, like, town marshal in Nebraska. He sported two six-shooters and was called Gun James <laughs> Two Gun. <laughs> Very creative. And eventually, he became charged with investigating bootlegging in that area whilst his brother was making bank bootlegging wherever he was bootlegging. Wow. But it sounds like he, like, didn't want to be in the crime family, didn't know what he wanted to do, joined the circus, became a cop. And then in the end, he, he's a gangster. He was eventually discharged on suspicion of theft and ended up just going back to hang out with the Capones and, and living off their money before he died. So, like I said, it wouldn't make should a great have movie. the
1: circus. Yeah, it Honestly, should have. Very fun. Hmm.
0: That sounds like the end of Prohibition, Lloyd. Is it time to move on? Yeah, I think... I think we're good. (laughs) We did it. That's what we learned. Like you mentioned, Lloyd, we've got no mid-segment because we talked about it uh, and then in classic UCS style did nothing about it. So, Hannah, Sarah, what did you guys learn this week on the broad theme of Americana?
1: Yeah. So, we got specific in Prohibition of talking about our home states, but we decided to to go outward. If we were going to talk about one thing, it was better to find- uh common ground
0: okay, somewhere else <laughs>
1: um so we are talking about bay ocean oh which is well was a resort town mm-hmm. um off of oregon and it was reclaimed by the sea within 50 years of being built Of being
0: built <laughs> unlucky they tried
1: well, it wasn't luck no they knew it was coming um they, they were they were warned literally <laughs> multiple times paid for their own destruction of their resort town ah oh, good um, bummer for them it is a big, is a big bummer <laughs> so if like us you have no idea what or where bay ocean is bay ocean or oregon it, yeah. All right. Well, that one I would refer to an American map. Bay ocean was a four mile, 6.4 kilometers, because I knew you were getting me shit for it, Rob. Um, Thank you. And it was four, four miles, 6.4 kilometers long, and a half mile wide, which is 800 meters. And um, so it was really, it wasn't that big, but it was off of, is a peninsula off of Oregon.
0: Which is somewhere in America, right?
1: Mm, yeah. I it's believe. It's on an ocean, so that's good to know. <laughs> the nearest like town, I believe it's called Tillamook, but I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it is till. That's how I read it. Well, no one here is going to tell us any different, so I think we're good. Oh,
0: yeah. Actually, guys, <laughs> Tillamook.
1: <laughs> but the nearest big city would be Portland. Mm-hmm. So just as some kind of...
0: <laughs> still means nothing to me. Yeah, yeah, they, okay, could, could be, they could be <laughs> side by side. I would never know.
1: So this was a resort town that mm-hmm. was founded by Thomas Potter and his son, who Harry. is also named Thomas Potter.
0: <laughs> <Good>.
1: <laughs> Not junior. They literally just Thomas Potter and Tom they have different middle names, yeah. but um otherwise same first and last. And um (laughs) they were real estate developers from California who saw this place and were like, this is gonna be fucking amazing. Hey,
0: she did it! Swear
1: words! Not my first one! Yeah, wait, she's been cursing this whole time.
0: Not in uh not in nah, nah, don't record. That was a big F bomb though. (laughs) Yeah, that was f
1: bombs before. She said fuck earlier. (laughs) I did. Hey,
0: whoa. You that's are, enough. Sorry, that's too many. <laughs> this is R rated, not X rated. Let's let's cool it on the F words. <laughs> sorry, carry on. They, uh, what well, I don't even know what you saw about, they were. Uh, they were
1: really excited about the <laughs> size and location of this little pants which is obviously worthy of any swear word. Yeah, they came out with some really big claims. They were pumped. They said it was going to be the queen of Oregon resorts, which, Ooh. to be honest, I don't know
0: how many <laughs> Oregon resorts there are. So is it that is really the that cool? Only one.
1: <laughs> we just don't know. It was going to be the playground of millionaires and the Atlantic City of the West. It's so, like big claims. Big they dreams. Were pumped. And honestly, it started out beautiful yeah like really well the first lots were sold in 1907 mm-hmm. to a gentleman named francis mitchell he bought a couple plots of land and opened a bakery oh. so that was the first business on the uh peninsula
0: so he was the first person to buy land and he immediately opened a bakery and no one else had bought any land or lived there <laughs> they <yet>. were
2: well <laughs> he he was like the, the camera pans around to just. <laughs> I mean it was
1: a resort. What do you need to do?
0: Oh yeah, so, uh, okay. I guess so they they built a resort by this point as well like the the resort they parts were of it.
1: Developing. It was yeah, it was in construction. Gotcha. So he bought the land. He w- he bought the first lots in 1907 mm-hmm. and then by 1914 600 lots had been Damn. purchased. Yeah. So he was good. I mean, liter- people yeah. needed bread.
0: Everyone needs bread. So.
1: Yeah, so the population by 1914 was about 2,000 people.
0: Wow. Yeah. So this is on identified. a a 4-mile by <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, I saw it on a map. Actually, it's just—it's like a—it's just a spit of land, just like sticking out. Yeah, it's, a, it's out. a peninsula. Yeah, okay. So, so, all right, it's Rob. a peninsula. <laughs> Sorry, it's a peninsula of land sticking out like between the ocean and some big bay, bay right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because
1: it's a peninsula. It's just
0: a weird place for a lot of people. <laughs>
1: okay, so all right, um, carry
0: on. <laughs> so the closest
1: big city was Portland.
0: Portland. We know.
1: And that was kind of far away. Rob was really getting sassy. Know, oh my God. Just
0: upset that you guys called me out on the peninsula, think. You guys. Oh,
2: two hours into
0: recording, Rob gets sassy.
1: <laughs> he's also deeply hungover, so he's no. like, can we finish this, please?
0: I'm great now. I feel fantastic. Okay.
1: It was that tea. Mm. So the closest big city was Portland, mm-hmm. which was pretty far away. And so people had to take a boat to mm. get to the peninsula. Even though it was physically connected, there wasn't actually a road that connected it to Tillamook. You had to take a boat. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, my favorite part is this is just kind of an auxiliary thing. Like they they had, they built a boat to bring people there and it was the largest yacht on the Pacific, like at that point. really? <laughs> yeah.
0: How do we get people to our resort town? Build the biggest yacht we can. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if and you got I, the money.
1: Yeah, right. Part of it was the sales tactic of like people go on there, they have a couple yeah. of drinks, then they get there, they see this amazing place. Okay, cool. And how the hundred people, anybody want to take a guess at what the boat was called?
2: Pot boat. Peninsula climber. Climber? No. Uh, No, it
1: was actually
2: just
1: also called Bay Ocean. Yeah. They, like, listen, this man and his son, same name. The resort and the boat, same (laughs) name. They found two. They stuck with them.
0: And the name itself, Bay Ocean, is it because it's like, it's Tillamook Bay and the Pacific Ocean. They were like, Bay Ocean. Done. Yeah. Genius. Pretty much.
1: Um, Whoosh, creative bunch. Anyway, so it would take about 100 people there and it went once a week. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool like this island or not island i'm so sorry oh
2: <gasps> peninsula. Peninsula, peninsula
1: hannah got <laughs> was really really cool so this is the early 1900s mm-hmm. because it really wouldn't be that cool right now but mm. it had paved streets
0: wow which
1: is like a really big deal really big deal yeah. um, and those streets had street lights on them like there was electricity on the peninsula. Damn. Um, there were no cars, so you could walk the paved streets, but there wasn't really anything to drive because there was no road to get there. Um, so there were paved streets, there was, um, telegraph communications on Bay, Bay Ocean, but n- not off of it. <laughs>
0: Mm, uh,
1: (laughs) so you could chat with anybody who was there and nobody else (laughs) there was a bakery a public school a post office a bowling alley a trap shoot location i don't really know anything (laughs) about trap shooting and a nashatorium how do you pronounce that natatorium natatorium which was really cool yeah my apologies no no i'm into it Which was really cool. So, it's an indoor swimming pool. That's all a natatorium is. I aggressively Googled what a natatorium was. It just means indoor swimming pool. It just means indoor swimming pool.
2: And a wave pool, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. So, they created a wave pool inside... Even though they had a bay on one side and an ocean on the other, they <laughs> yeah. were like, we're, we were- going to have this swimming pool that will have a wave generator.
0: Was it also heated? It was. like a he- It was, It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. heated
1: saltwater pool with a wave generator. My favorite quote, you know, they like came out swinging with what they were calling uh-huh. the Bay Ocean, but my favorite quote was that the electric wave machine was so realistic it could fool old Neptune himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, lordy.
1: In case it was too cold or too windy to go out into the... Yeah.
0: Or just I, for the I luxury. The,
1: mm. Mm.
2: I love the idea of Neptune standing inside a building, just like... <laughs> mm. How did my
0: ocean get here? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good.
1: It also, to me... Smaller it's really than a-
0: I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it.
1: It's ironic to me that they recreated something that inevitably would destroy their town. Oh, sad. Mm. I know. To me, it's just, they made it out of luxury, but then it ended up. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing that took them away. Yeah. It sounds
0: like a dope place.
1: Yeah, well, it was so cool. Even by normal, like normal like by modern standards, mm. they had a movie theater there. And this is the second time I'm doing this, but how many seats do you think this movie theater had?
0: Forty-five. No. Okay. Nine. Cool.
1: <laughs> no, Rob. No. Six hundred. More.
0: What? A thousand.
1: A thousand seats in this movie theater. Could you imagine going now? I mean, that would just be amazing. This place was luxurious.
0: I hate it when there's like more than five people in a movie that <laughs> I'm in. Like, get out. is my big screen. Maybe if scream. there was a
1: thousand seats, it really wouldn't be that bad.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's why they did it. God, that's amazing.
1: So um, think about Nantucket and then rewind a hundred years. Yeah, There was also a railroad. Did mm. you see that? Oh, I did not see mm. that. A railroad. again. The railroad did not connect off of the peninsula,
0: <laughs> but they had one. <laughs> they
1: did, and it was for joy rides. It was just a <laughs> super fun <since> <laughs> one
0: situation. of those, like uh, the tiny, tiny little trains where you see. Well, something.
1: they could bring like <laughs> building materials around, but for the most part, it was
0: used for joy rides. Yeah, good.
1: <laughs> so this place was amazing. So these people would rock up on this luxury yacht, unbelievable, and see it and be like, "Hell yes, I am buying a plot <laughs> of land." Like no wonder, in seven years, they yeah. sold six hundred plots of land. Yeah. people were pumped. The biggest problem though. Mm was that that was a shitty boat ride
0: <laughs> it was a shitty boat ride <laughs> it, it just
1: was like a rocky yeah, uh, yeah it was not it was not not pleasant uh-huh. i mean if you could choose anywhere to put a peninsula not be the plant no, the no place no, no. not that they had the choice but <laughs> <laughs> what, what the weather there again? was no bueno
2: <laughs> you said this was the biggest yacht on the pacific
1: At the time. At the time.
2: But it's still kind of been that big a ship to be, like, taking on the ocean.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in bad weather, it really was a frightening experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anywhere that... It capsized. Like, I don't think anyone Mm-mm. died. It was just bad.
0: It wasn't conveying the luxurious. <laughs> no, uh, come to our beautiful town, but you're gonna vomit over the side of this boat before you get there. It's gonna yeah. be great.
1: They were also giving I them booze, I... so people weren't into it. You're bringing in a very select group of people. Mm-hmm. This is the, like the playground of millionaires. Mm-hmm. They don't like to. I like to fuck around on a boat ride. <laughs> they just want to hey get yo. to Bay Ocean.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I love these pauses now before you drop an f bomb. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> can I do it? Do remember what <laughs> podcast I'm on. <laughs> Letting us build up to it.
1: So, because of this quite rocky experience to get there, the town of Bay and the residents, mm-hmm. asked the army to come in and observe their ocean. Well, So, they basically said to the government, This is not on. You yeah. Change it, please. Government- yeah. They were like, We want this to be fixed. Can, so yeah. they literally had the army come in. Well, yeah. It was the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. I and feel they- like
0: the government should have been like, Well, this is your town yeah right (laughs) you should have asked us before building (laughs) oh oh, you have a town down there Uh oh (laughs) we haven't we haven't haven't talked about this
1: so the army suggested that they build two jetties
0: hold on Mm. let's give the army corps of engineers a bit of credit here they did some engineering like good engineers looked
1: at it and said yeah, that's fine. You can totally make this a smoother ride. You just need two jetties. need yeah, two happen. jetties, either side of the mouth of the of the bay.
0: Yeah, this sort will it fix out. your
1: problem, mm-hmm. and you can have the smoothest, wonderfulest ride to your millionaires' <laughs> playground. You should Old be the you should, himself. You, should, will, you be he will smile. He I, will smile.
0: You should be the spokesperson for the Army Corps of Engineers. <laughs> this building is going to be amazing. Do not- Army engineer ASMR. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> The cost of these two jetties was going to be about $2.2 $2 million.
0: This is in the early 1900s?
1: Mm, by this but time, it was actually early to mid. So this was like-
0: That's 1990s. still a lot of money.
1: Well, it's worse because you know, what happened in 1920s was-
0: Prohibition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The Great Depression. The Great
1: Depression. And it's not like people had money to toss around on freaking jetties, Rob.
2: <laughs>
0: I did we think also, they should have like, done it. I kept reading jetties, and we keep saying jetties. I think we're, we're talking more like an industrial wharf. They're building yeah. a full like yeah. breakwater yeah. out into yes. the- Two. two. So, sorry, well, they, they, should, two. they should have built they two, Rob. <laughs> <built>. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoiler
1: alert. They only wanted to pay for one. <laughs> so the Army Corps of Engineer actually said, or, well, the government said, well, that's fine. We get this is expensive. We'll pay for half.
0: It's nice you, of them.
1: they They really said, listen, you built this town <laughs> out on the peninsula. <laughs> you made this decision you're the one it's not like affecting anyone that badly yeah. for you to not get to your millionaire's playground yeah in time i feel a little ill when you get there so like we'll pay for half
2: though and That's,
0: we shouldn't have paid know, for any, any of it
1: very generous, yeah. very generous. <laughs> especially during a pretty tough financial crisis
2: yeah, yeah. no the, wonder they're spending money on jetties <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so the residents were like all right we'll get together we'll chat about it yep and they decided We'll just build one. It's too expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, it should do the job, right? One. Yeah. It'll be fine.
1: One is fine. It'll just be a little rockier. It's one of those, which like, is not it, oceans yeah. Work. It's,
0: it's one of those narrator moments. And everyone thought it would be fine. Yeah. It was not fine.
1: Well, it was fine for a few years. Like, it, it worked. Oh, yeah. A little uh, bit. Kind of. Kind of. Well, so <laughs> it made it smoother. It
0: did
1: make, well, it made a lot of things smoother, <laughs> including Bay Ocean itself.
0: Hey. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> so, yeah they, they did that. They built the jetty. Yeah. They did build the jetty and it did work for a little bit, Mm -hmm. kind of. And then. (laughs) So we established early on that this is a small peninsula already. Mm.
0: But also it's made of sand, right? And like since biblical times, building houses on sand is not a good idea.
1: Yeah. We did not mention that the natatorium was, like, on the very edge. So, you could overlook the ocean while yep. being in Neptune's fake ocean.
2: That's how they tricked Neptune.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. It's almost right there. I just-
0: <laughs> It feels right. Okay. So, small peninsula made of sand, built a jetty. It's all going well.
1: Yeah. And um, then- it's a smoother ride. People are pumped. And then... Anytime there was any kind of inclement weather, Mm -hmm. it was really bad. Like it was bad during kind of normal times. You couldn't really see it like Mm -hmm. slight erosion. Mm -hmm. Then there would be inclement weather and it would just start taking bits and pieces back. (laughs) It went downhill. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally went downhill.
0: So, I mean, we're talking about shit getting washed away, right?
1: So, in 1932, mm-hmm. Neptune reclaimed his territory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. That's not the ocean. Oh, hey! damn it. I read that, like, the first thing that happened was, like, a couple of houses, the owners got there for their holiday and were like, ooh, that's now in the ocean.
2: Yeah.
1: So, for a while, they just started moving things inland. Y-
0: yep. What? <laughs> Like I read well, that and I was like, you you did what?
1: <laughs> they were like, well, it's fine. We were pretty close to the edge anyways. <laughs> we we'll
0: just we <we'll> just <laughs> grabbed the it. whole house. I guess if you built it on sand, you could just pull it.
1: Yeah. Well, their pictures of this are nuts. Literally, just these houses kind of slowly tilting into the water. Yeah. So, so yeah, by 1932, the natatorium was fully destroyed. See ya. 1938, 59 houses were gone. Really? yeah straight up gone
0: yeah so they're just like losing bits of the of the peninsula as time goes on right
1: and people aren't thrilled (laughs) oh no (laughs) people are leaving obviously Uh like in earnest at this point like oh my house is gone maybe i should and there's nowhere else to move inland at a certain point it's half mile wide like what are you gonna do
0: although i've read when they were moving houses someone was like this is not gonna end well. And they picked up the whole house, cut it into sections, put it on a truck, and you can visit that house. It's like half a yeah. mile inland, somewhere in it, yeah. Tillamook or something, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was like picking up a house, putting it on a truck, and just moving it like <laughs> I'm done with this Bay Ocean bullshit. I am leaving.
1: Honestly, probably a smarter move than mm. Francis Mitchell.
0: Oh. Now if you
1: remember
0: Francis. <laughs> from be- from before. The, yeah. You see the Francis- baker?
1: Yeah, the baker. Mm-hmm loved Bay Ocean. Oh. Like he was determined too to stay. Much. Mm-hmm. It, like a little bit aggressive yeah. in his obsession with Bay Ocean. <laughs> he spent the early 50s trying to rebuild Bay Ocean. Oh wow. Well. Solo. Okay. With the mighty tools of a shovel and a wheelbar- wheelbarrow, he's like,
0: genuinely trying to like fill in sand. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Wow. Francis, come on, and let go, buddy.
1: He was determined that it was going to be fine. That people just needed to reinvest into <laughs> Bay Ocean and it would just be fine.
0: Uh-huh. It,
1: it was. Um, it was not fine. A it sunk was not,
0: cost, if you will, <laughs> hey, because of so, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so by
1: 1952. It was no longer a peninsula. It It was an island. island. Yeah, it became an island.
0: Yeah. There was like one big storm and it just like a half Mm -hmm. mile part of the peninsula just disappears, right? And everyone's like, well, Francis is like, hmm.
1: Francis is like, it's fine. I'll
0: get my shovel. I'll build a bridge. By 1952,
1: it was an island. By 1953, everyone was evacuated by the government. Mm And then by 1960, the last building that was on the island
0: I read away. in 1960, the last house disappeared, but yeah. the, last, yeah. building was the just, last building was just
1: reclaimed.
0: In 71 or something, right?
1: Oh, uh, they were forcibly evacuated. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much everyone else was like, get me off if you here. All, business all businesses costs. were closed. Yeah. yeah. Post office. That was when the post office the closed. The post office that, closed?
0: Oh, that man. is when they were that's evacuated. Go. No, the really. government was like, <laughs> we can't send, we send you, we mail. Can't you mail. <laughs> we can't get you out here. <laughs> she got to leave. So,
1: that's, so, Francis Mitchell, <laughs> mm-hmm. he only left because his wife was having some complex medical issues. Oh. And they couldn't get her to the mainland fast enough because they couldn't communicate to the mainland. <laughs> and so, once she was out there, she had to stay. They were older. She lived up in Portland Uh at like hospital oh, yeah. he didn't want to leave bay ocean so he stayed in tillamook wow <laughs> So he could get to his wife when he needed to but apparently he just we used to walk around tillamook just telling people about how bay ocean really it was coming guys it's,
0: it's gonna be great <laughs> oh man it didn't work no
2: i found an interview with a descendant of the native tillamook tribe
1: <sighs> yeah oh. <who> me
2: too <laughs> had a story about a god called southwind this is my favorite part of this fact <laughs> And Southwind was a god who, like, did amazing things. He, like, provided a lot of things for the the native tribe, but Mm. he misbehaved sometimes, and when he misbehaved, he would get his phallus severed (laughs) clean-off. And so on this stretch of land, the peninsula was his phallus, and it would, the story goes that it would be severed off. So, this descendant of the tribe was like, yeah, they knew that this peninsula turned into an island. Like We have stories about this happening, mm. and as you look in history, my ancestors built their houses on a rise above the river, so none of our houses got washed away. <laughs> because uh, we have the story. And he was like, yeah, it was a time of great racial unrest against yeah. Native Americans, wow. so they didn't say anything, or if they did say anything, they weren't listened to. But yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. you'll notice that none of our houses got washed away. But,
0: like, would wow. you, li- if you were if you, uh, the Potters, and you were like, we're going to build the Atlantic City of the West, and some guy comes up to you and goes, just so you know, the penis gets chopped <laughs> off every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, you probably shouldn't build that. You're going to be like, all right, buddy. <laughs>
2: nah. Did you know you're building on a penis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were-
0: <laughs> do you yeah, have construction experience with penis? <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. Well, so by
1: the end, the Thomas Potters, the dad was the dead. But the Thomas Potters were out. Like, they-, they uh, Had they, they bailed early on? Yeah. yeah. They were like, uh, oh, okay, cool.
0: Francis, you take it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Take the penis. Put your <laughs> yeah. bread on it. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of that was that the indigenous people were like, we know what's going to happen here. <laughs> and the Potters were like, it's fine. It's yeah. going to be great. Did they not also end up building the second jetty in the 70s? Well, they did. I think it was even earlier than that, wasn't it? Because I think it was 71. Yeah, they built a second jetty and now I'm pretty sure the shoreline is returning or has returned. So, it's now back to being a peninsula.
1: Oh, nice. (laughs) The penis is back.
0: Guys, I have a great business plan. (laughs) We should go- Not not to do with penises, Hannah. Come on. We should go and start a town. A bakery. (laughs) Just a bakery. And it'll be called Ocean Bay. (gasps) And we're going to build a boat. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna change my name to Rob
2: Tom. Going to be awesome. <laughs> Do we uh,
1: all need to change their name to Rob Tom? Yes.
0: that's <laughs> it's part, actually required. Yeah, it's part, part it's of part the business of the plan. Yeah. If is you want that to,
1: why you invited us on the podcast today?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a long lead up to my proposal. <laughs> it's like a timeshare, but even worse. <laughs> that is so good though. It was a great mm. I would I, I knew nothing about Bay Ocean and yeah. I mean there's nothing to know now because it's it's all gone, oh, right? There's nothing is. left
1: it's well, that's what um, a lot of a nice the, little the
0: articles
2: of
1: land
0: a lot of the articles were like yeah people in oregon don't even know about bay Ocean. Mm-hmm. it's like disappeared from yeah. living memory." oh back. yeah it's like it's like a park now and there's there's a there's a little sign that's like this is where bay ocean was used to be mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: honestly the photos are beautiful they're yeah. very
0: cool yeah great learning did you uh look up any
2: offshoots lloyd i have a couple of ac offshoots actually atlantic city oh i was like oh. what like yeah. air car <laughs> same. so in atlantic city there is an elephant called lucy okay good lucy is the oldest roadside attraction in america and is older than the eiffel tower well i assume we're talking about a not living elephant actually i don't know maybe at one point i don't know i assumed not living because this was oh. in 1881
1: yeah okay this makes more sense a mummified I, I, was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. like some real animal cruelty situation happening here. <laughs> this poor elephant's just standing on the side of the road.
2: <laughs> Older than the Eiffel Tower. That's pretty <laughs> old. Yeah. Atlantic City inspired Monopoly. A lot of these the mm. names on Monopoly are Atlantic City. Yeah, right. You can also visit Frank Sinatra's used towel at Atlantic City. <laughs> nice. Oh. His, his last <laughs> show in Atlantic City, he wiped his brow and threw it haphazardly only for a person to go, I can I can use this. I
1: can, I can this. make money off this. Is it what they
2: said. like
0: where is it? Just like a little display case on the oh, side of the road, hi. or is it like a house? I'd like to Literally. I'd like to wipe my face with it. I want to feel oh, his face on my face.
2: This is from a website called like Six Interesting Things About Atlantic City. That's so. the
1: name of the website.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those all are the all the, all the blo- I don't know. This like this is I got three things that were cool. This is the last one. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> don't dig any more into. How much i know because it's this nothing. one
1: was not peer-reviewed yeah i think that's a, yeah. the temperance the yeah, Union was not involved
0: yeah i think that's a that's like a rule for most of our sources like we're telling you the things don't look any further because we're probably wrong
2: really happy one of our that. sources
0: was celebrityheights.com. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite episodes
1: jared last night when i was telling him about bay ocean mm-hmm. asked me more questions and i was like listen jared <laughs>
0: I've had limited time. I was
1: like, <laughs> I've read four articles about this. If you That's,
0: a That's a more, lot. Yeah, wow. You are informed. more.
1: Garitty, don't ask me. Go
0: read of yourself. What did he yeah. ask? Maybe one of us read those in our different four articles.
1: I don't know if I mentioned this, but it, there was a three-story hotel. And that three-story hotel was really a big deal because- yeah. it had automatic sprinklers for in case of a fire. Damn.
0: Doesn't help when the fire is the ocean.
1: Mm, yeah. Actually probably hurts. Yeah. Adds,
0: <laughs> it's like, being washed oh, away no. from the inside.
1: They were being asked really. They were they were asking the ocean. They said, We will help you. Yeah. <laughs> So Anyways, I think Jared had questions about the fire sprinklers, and I was like, what? why would I know?
0: <laughs> it's also not fun or interesting, Jared. Yeah, Jared. Send us an email about it. <laughs> now, enemy <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Former friend. So, I, I, I got to the end of the Bay Ocean story in my research, and I was like, that is interesting enough. I, I like, half-heartedly was like, let's look up ghost towns. I even wrote ghost towns, three exclamation marks, which is quite exciting. (laughs) Then nothing. (laughs) Almost nothing. (laughs) I read about a few of them. I think ghost towns are awesome. I would love Mm -hmm. to visit some. But not Mm -hmm. the ones where someone's like, hey, come visit our ghost town that we've, like, done up. I want to go to one that is genuinely full of ghosts and, like, run down. And I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure you guys have a bunch of them in the States. Apparently there's like Oregon old has mining town, like all yeah. the old mining towns mm. that people are just say. Mm-hmm.
1: Like- so Oregon itself has a lot of ghost towns. The reason that Bay ocean, I think is just not known to a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. in Oregon. Well, one, cause there's like literally nothing there, yeah. so it's not even a ghost town. It's it was kind literally of like, wiped away. Yeah. It's like, no, well, there, this used to be a just, ghost town, just a
0: ghost <laughs> land penis yeah. now.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Even the ghosts uh, were like,
2: eh. <laughs> Done like, this.
1: There's no post office here. What are we
2: supposed <laughs> to <you?"> <laughs> Ghost <laughs> office. Hey. Oh, nice.
1: So that's part of the reason people are like, whatever, Bay Ocean, because there's there's like existing ghost towns that you can visit. Yeah,
0: proper again. ones. Yeah. And there are, some, there are some cool like old Western style towns. <gasps> They're very cool. And that's, that's literally all I okay. wrote about ghost towns. I was going to, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just just didn't which unless anyone's got some exciting things to say probably brings us to the end of this episode of the unintelligent chat show what an end that dramatic i was gonna write climax. some stuff down
1: and then i didn't
0: anyway. <laughs> i'll cut that's it so it sounds kind of like approach, we yeah. ended on ghost it's and then we'll uh, <laughs> no not ghost it's that's a previous a ghosted, that's another episode. <laughs> that is a previous episode you said ghost towns and i was like huh remember ghost it's <laughs> i said ghost office actually yeah, what did I say? Ghost really town. Ghost
2: it and then ghost town. <laughs>
0: I really, a lot of ghosts. I really fucked that right up, for you Lloyd. I'm sorry. Ironically, we're killing this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ghost episode. That's it. Thank you guys for joining us on the Thanks show. For that was us. most excellent.
1: Thank you so much for having us. It we was, will not have this many facts. It was a lot of work and we don't put as much work into our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. How do people find you? Yes. Are you on socials. Yeah.
1: You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at will underscore you that's probably the best way is Instagram. Yeah. And then that'll lead you to all of our uh, multitude of platforms you can listen to a podcast on. Yeah.
0: And if yeah. you have if you have complaints, send it to Hannah and Sarah. We don't care. If you care. have
1: complaints, you can send that to the Unintelligent Chat
0: Show. Oh. And
1: if you have compliments, you can send that. Slide straight into our DMs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can find us there. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Yeah. If yeah. you liked this episode, you can go back and listen to our older episodes that Claude and Lloyd will be starring on.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. all- Just newer, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. It's going (laughs) to be great.
2: Hilarious. We're going to give ourselves a lot of leeway. Yeah. (laughs) Make episode dates. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys.
0: It was a pleasure. That's okay. It's It's been a lot of fun. fun.
2: Yeah, excellent.
0: Yeah, we will speak to the unintelligent people next week oh, that's what and we're, you yeah. guys we've already spoken to and we'll, we'll see you at another time i don't know time timeline <laughs> who cares
1: time is relevant but we're in a simulation
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly bye everyone relative we'll yeah. time is relative <laughs> <laughs> shut up we're signing up <laughs> <laughs> cheerio it's over it's bye time. it's bye, done everybody oh lordy